it's not like people are trying to go out there and be um be malicious about anything and sometimes like you'll be going to tackle and the running back will lower his helmet and then it happens to be helmet to helmet oh exactly um yeah they've got to come up with a way to help with that because you know all of a sudden yeah if the offense initiates contact they're probably not going to call it and that's just something they got to kind of think about or you got to think about plays it was the clemson ohio state game uh, when Justin Fields was scrambling and he got hit by the big old linebacker yep. from Clemson, right? And they called targeting because he had lowered his head and he hit Justin in the ribs and all that. Well, if you watch it, he wasn't planning on lowering his head or anything, but Justin kind of spun right there at the end, and so it slowed everything down. He kind of fell into him. He fell into him, yeah, exactly. And so that's just one thing they got to take into account is just the flow of the game and guys are not trying to do it. You know, I mean, we all – that's what we work it's on. instincts. Yeah, you work right. You work on every single day how to tackle. So it's not like we don't know. It's just sometimes you can't predict anything that's going to happen in a football game. Yeah. And so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think this year there were a lot of kind of just big moment targeting calls, not even just for Auburn, but for everybody around the country. So I hope that they kind of take another look at it. Um, and I get the whole player safety aspect. And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get a concussion. I completely understand that. But – I, I do think that the ejection is just a little bit. They've made their point. We all understand now. You know, let the kids play ball, right? What do you think they should do? What do you think the rule should be? Um, so the NFL has what they just call it, um, not unsportsmanlike like conduct, but um, whatever the foul is for. It's just 15 yards, right? Right. Get, you know, give it a personal foul, 15 yards. That's enough of a penalty. You're going to get chewed out for that anyways, right? Um I just the ejection part, yeah. I just feel like it's over the top a little bit. Um, you know, it takes big time players out of games. You, obviously, you can point at Jacoby at Penn State like that. Oh just, yeah, just hurts. It's demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. Or smoke at the bowl game. You know, I mean it. Yeah, it kind of just kind of takes everything out of it. And those were two of our biggest leaders on defense, and they were out in critical parts of the season this year. It's just, it it just hurts the the team and the morale and everything. And I think it t- takes away from the flow of the game. Interesting. Well, we're about to have to step away from a break, and uh, Brooks, I appreciate you joining us today. I've got one last question for you. Thought about going into radio? Uh, no, I haven't really. Um, <laughs> you ought to. Well, thanks. I appreciate you. Really I appreciate um, you coming on today, man. Yeah. For sure. Seriously. Thank you guys for uh, listening in. We're going to be back after the noon break, and if I'm still alive after the news, I'm about to give Thomas Lynn at the break. So I will uh, see you guys on – well, at least Thomas Lynn will see you on the other side. Don't turn the dial right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy. Just had the privilege of speaking to walk-on linebacker here at Auburn, Brooks Walton, who will be graduating in May. Wishing him the best and a friend of the program. Welcome back anytime, Thomas Lynn. Hope you hope he decides to come back, especially since, well, um, half this episode is not going to be available on Spotify. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's not my fault. And, uh, oh, boy, gosh, this place is getting crowded now. We're now about to be joined by uh, Eagle Eye TV's director of sports uh, producing, reporting, reporting, reporting. Uh, <laughs> director of sports at Eagle Eye TV, Jake Gonzalez, friend of the program. Welcome back, Jake. You're live. Your mic's hot. Yes, sir. We're back. Ready, <laughs> glad to be back, you know, I guess. And uh, I just committed the ultimate party foul, man. What'd you do? I wasn't recording for pretty much 48 minutes of Brooks' interview, and that was the best interview we have ever had here on TNT. So, oof. Yeah, it's one of those days. But you know what? It's Friday. It'll be all right. It'll buff. It is Friday. It'll buff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna hop into some Auburn news in general. Where do you want to lead off here, Thomas Lynn? Because, um. I guess since you know it's not I, recorded with Brooks, we can talk about Brian Harson however we want to I, now. I think we got to start with the big <laughs> news, go Brian Harson, and then end it leading up to basketball. Okay, and, and then college game day this weekend. You've been on your phone a little bit looking, and Jake's been able to follow along. Y'all get me the most up to date. Last I heard was the Auburn should be announcing this afternoon that Brian Harson will remain at Auburn. That's what it's That's looking basically like. All no official announcement from yeah. the university, I presume. Not yet. No. Okay. No, uh, no announcements from uh, Kirk Sampson and the PR department over there. Supposedly, the Auburn officials met with Harson this morning, and I guess that's kind of what they come up with. But they haven't released a public statement or anything. Yeah, what a PR nightmare this is. Really, it's, it's something. It really is. Um, yeah. So now, what what we've learned is we've spent the past week 
discussing the possibility that Brian Harson may have had an affair, and then that all went to the wayside, and it became pretty evident that it was just the board of trustees trying to find a way to remove him from the head coaching position here at Auburn, which interpret that as you will. I'm telling you what I feel like is facts right now. Um, so if there was no teeth to the argument uh, about, or not argument, the accusations of Harson having an affair with uh, a member of his staff, um, this is, uh, I, I, I would presume there will be a lawsuit involved. Um, I, I presume there will be a lawsuit involved e- anyway. And uh, if the fact that Auburn has decided they're going to retain Harson means that he's probably going to win <laughs> if he does decide to sue. Right. Um, because he will be able to approve malice. Uh, they, they, he, he gets sued for defamation and, and win. Because this has now been, his character has now been drugged through the mud. And it was, uh, this whole thing was a train wreck, guys. I, I don't even, I, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. I mean, a lot of it has not been, a lot of people don't really know what's happening inside this program at the moment. Whether you're someone in the media or, honestly, I think some players on the team, I can't speak for that, but I mean, just from the general kind of vibes of what Auburn has felt like over the past couple of weeks is just nobody knows what's happening. And nobody ever did is is really what it boils down to. Yeah, and as people kind of commenting and going off almost message board rumors to build this whole thing up, to to build something that, you know, really should never have been built up in the first place and got us to the situation where Auburn football now finds itself in. And Thomas, we treaded lightly last week about this whole subject because we were trying to, at least myself, and I think we were all on the same page here, trying to withhold any editorial commentary about the the nature of everything, given the fact that there was an ac- accusations about an affair, and, and and you're getting into people's personal lives, and, and we didn't want to comment on that now. Then I do I do now, because uh, I've, I've I've got a message that I, I've shared now three times, and I'm, this is the third time I'm going to share it. I will. Brian Harse is being retained at Auburn. I think that we know that is for a fact now. Pretty pretty much yeah. set in stone. Yeah. Auburn University now owes. Faculty, students, alumni, fans, players, coaches, everyone outside of their little room of board of trustees, they owe them an explanation about how they are going to go back and review the credibility and the reasoning behind why each member of the board of trustees is on that board, and there are no exceptions. Everyone should be reviewed for why they, what they're adding to the, to the board of trustees, what they're doing for Auburn University, and why they have the interests where their interests lie, whether that be through whatever medium you want to interpret that. And I'm talking down to Kay Ivey, the governor of the state of Alabama. I'm, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I, th- I, think that, I think that everyone in the Auburn community is, is owed a public explanation of step-by-step step how this is all going to be reviewed. Because if this is all fabricated because the Board of Trustees actually wanted Brian Harson out, guys, that is a coup. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's, uh, black and white, that is a coup. Just I mean, it, it, it definitely the whole thing very, sounds very similar to the whole Gus Malzahn thing with Kevin Steele and basically ousting Gus Malzahn just so they could put Kevin Steele in place. Um, so, I mean, it's it's still one of those things where it's just like nobody really knows what happened, what caused this. People kind of just picking up on stuff and then just running with it when necessarily they probably should not have. But at the same time, you almost have to. Because it could be something in the end. I don't think Auburn necessarily. I think Auburn needs to owe an explanation as to what got us to the what got Auburn into the situation that it's in. What steps they took in an investigation, whatever it was that led them to retaining Carson, and just explaining the whole process out as why a why they're silent for so long, and then kind of what Carson had to do. Just kind of the whole deal, basically, from point A to point B to where Auburn is at now. Uh, there's no winner in this situation. So. There, not at all. Not at all. No. E- every every single person that has been involved in this has come out worse than where they were at before. University included, by the that's, way. That's what I'm saying. From Actually, Harson, university specifically. From Harson to the Board of Trustees to the university to even probably 
just members of the staff and stuff like the that. The alleged, uh, alleged, yeah, uh, member of the staff to who allegedly had an affair with Harson, even though that mysteriously disappeared and took a back seat quickly. Uh, I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist, guys. Just things aren't adding up. You know what I mean? Uh, once again, like a lot of this, we don't really know what happened. No one really knows what the whole deal that sprouted all this into action, in a sense. No one knows. And it's crazy how everybody's got an insider source, you know? Inside sources tell me. Credible sources tell me. Yeah, your third cousin's brother-in-law who once had lunch with Brian Harson's sixth cousin's dog's pre- previous owner probably doesn't know anything more than we do. Exactly. <laughs> like, so the, that's, that's, that's the reality of things. And, and I think that it's important to note that this is actually an embarrassing look for the university. Um, I, think it's about, I think it's about time to move on from this topic. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't feel like talking about this anymore. I feel like we've all kind of talked about this enough, and it's been talked about extensively across Twitter, social media, whatever you want to call it. I'll let Thomas Lynn, I'll give Thomas Lynn the opportunity yeah. to chime in, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move forward to things that are exciting, like softball starting up this evening, this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know what to make of the Harson situation because it now looks like all of that's rumors, none of it's factual. It's, it's just a really bad look on the university. I mean, it's going to hurt recruiting. I mean, nobody wants to. Oh, recruiting's already down the drain for this year. Yeah. That, that ship has sailed. It, it puts it keeps pu- pushing Auburn back and back and back in the SEC. And now you got not only Alabama and Georgia, but now you got A&M to worry about. And I, I really don't know what to make of it. It's uh, it's a situation. Let's, let's move on to some exciting stuff. Actually, let's continue with the depressing stuff um, <laughs> if you're an Auburn fan. If you were an Auburn Tiger that went to Fayetteville, Arkansas this week <laughs> and played a game in Bud Walton Arena, you got your heart broken. Twice, actually. <laughs> yeah, twice. Um, Auburn played toe-to-toe uh, with – Auburn University men's basketball played toe-to-toe with a very, very good Arkansas team on, on Tuesday night. And that that – I, I said this on the Hardwood Hoop or whatever. That Arkansas team, no matter what the AP says at this moment, that is a top 15 team in the country. It's a very good Arkansas team. Also, Auburn's still undefeated in regulation. They are. They are still Some, Something to – to keep up, keep your mind on. Like I said, lost eighty to seventy six, and that's the wrong score. Yeah, that's the right score. Yep. Eighty to seventy six in overtime in Fayetteville. Walker Kessler is just not a human. Uh, Jabari Smith is. I know that I, Wendell Green is icy win on Instagram, but I think we might also have icy Jabari because that dude's got ice in his veins. I'd be interested to see what would happen if he got to take the last shot. Just saying. Those are those two overtime threes that he took might have been the coldest shots I've ever seen anybody. Oh take. yeah, just like walk up, step, shoot, drain. Next, let's go. Move Zach on. Card put it best. He he just Zach just stands up, puts his hand on his head, hands on his head, and goes, "Jabari's just different." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's not a college basketball player. That's a, that's an in, that's a professional basketball. He, yeah, player. he is a professional yeah, basketball player playing college basketball. Yes, at the moment. and you can tell. Ah, uh, it, uh, it was it was crazy, but I mean. The fight those guys have at the end of the games. Oh, yeah. We saw it at UConn and how they were able to come back from that deficit in regulation. Then they did it in the first overtime, and they almost did it in the second overtime. And then against Arkansas, they get down in overtime, and it's looking like there's no chance. And next thing you know, it's oh, it's another like three-point game just out of nowhere because just, Jabari just because pulls up not? and drains it in a 6'8 guy's face that's too small. <laughs> yeah, that's too small at 6'8". I'm saying, but this is like one of the one of the things that this team is so good at is its ability just to stay in ball games, even if they are down ten or down. Even if they just shouldn't be. Yes, this Arkansas game, they should have been out of it in the first half. They brought their way back, brought it within three, I think, at the halftime break, took the lead the majority of the second half, dominated the second half, and then kind of just stayed with it the entire game when they should not have been. That's a winning ball club right there. If the team can do that, they are winners. I agree. Thomas Lynn Murphy. Number one through seven. One through seven. Uh, let's go with four. Four. We, we okay. lost by four. Four. Auburn lost by four. Okay, good one. <laughs> I like. I like this logic. When we come back on the other side of the break, guys, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite player on the Auburn men's basketball team. He's a superstar. He's highly valued. You know, I'm talking about Zeb Jasper. We'll be back on the other side of the two minute break. Welcome back to TNT in the morning, right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. I'm your host Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, and joined today by pretty much usual 
host of the Hardwood Hoops right here on, T- uh, on Weagle 91.1 FM, Jake Gonzalez. Jake, welcome back. Welcome back. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing good. Glad to be back. Enjoy being on this show. I'm also yeah. going to stand we're, up. Yeah, we're, me and uh, Harrison both just stood oh, up. Oh, here goes Thomas. Oh, we're all, standing, we're just all standing up now, <laughs> which is fine. It's actually, it's kind of different, bro. Like, it really you, is. Once you get used to it, because like you get the blood flowing and your diaphragm's not collapsed. Shout out Greg Olson. Uh, we were talking before the break a little bit, guys, about about Auburn taking taking an L to Arkansas, which is like at the end of the day, it's fine, guys. Like college basketball teams lose games. It happens. Man, does this team miss up Jasper. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just such a crucial part of what this team's able to bring on the court in terms of intensity and the way that they all hustle all the time, especially for Wendell and for KD. I mean, just the the ability of Zepp to almost play like an aggressive on-ball defender for 20 minutes a game and just not turn the ball over, you know, just assist when he needs to. And not, he doesn't have to score points, but when he needs to score, sure enough, he's going to find five or six points in a game. Facts. And, and he's going he's gonna to knock down those shots you need him to knock down. Exactly. And that, that's one of the things that he's so good at and why he's so crucial to this Auburn team. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, his plus minus is it's one of the highest on the team, if not the highest. I know Jalen Williams was the highest for a while. Um, but his plus minus, I mean, speaks for itself, like I said. And, I, guys, I just – I think if Zepp Jasper plays against Arkansas, Auburn wins that game. I'm not trying to be the Kentucky beats, tie, tie Washington, whatever, but – I think Auburn probably wins that game if Zepp's in. Uh, but also, this team needed to lose. This team was going to lose. They've been flirting with losing. Yeah. Tried. We've been talking about that and saying uh, these past couple games, like close games and stuff, kind of humbled them. And that was kind of like equal to a loss. Well, now here was the actual loss. But with the Zepp Jasper thing, I mean, we all knew what he brought to this team. And it was defense and it was playing without turning the ball over, which this team does turn the ball over a lot. So that that's critical for the team but I think one thing we didn't put into perspective is how much he just takes off guys like Wendell Green and Katie Johnson because now they oh load management wise just like yeah that oh absolutely I feel like when he's been out the past three games that Katie and Wendell have just thought they got to do more and that's not necessarily true I mean you look at the Georgia game I know Katie Johnson we all know his personality and attitude especially going back to Georgia where he played at last year, that he was going to try and go off and go crazy that game, but he should never shoot 22 shots in a game. Honestly, there should be no player on the team. I don't, Jabari shouldn't even take 22 shots in a well, game. Well, let's not if, go there's only one, if there's one person there's who's one. going to, it's going to be Jabari. Yep. And I could justify it. Yeah. But. <laughs> but, I mean, 22 shots in a game is just way too many. I know I think uh, Wendell took – yeah, he took 19 this past game. It's just that's too many shots. Speaking of Wendell and taking shots, um, it was questionable. Yeah, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot. I'd be remiss if I, I if I looked I over guess. the end of this game in regulation. If, for those of you who weren't watching, Auburn had the ball with about 15 seconds left on the game clock. Can't remember exactly if it was in it was in the 15 it second was in that neighborhood. Range. Yeah, 15 second neighborhood. Looks like. Auburn's setting up a play with the high ball screen on Kessler, which I think is exactly what they're doing. It's what they Green's got the done. ball in his hands, which is who, who should have the ball at that point. I agree. Looks like Green's trying to set up a play. Clock gets down to, you know, 10 seconds. You start looking, okay, Wynn's going to dribble a couple more times and go to the hoop. Clock gets down to six seconds. You're kind of wondering why the ball's not been put in the, you know, been moved toward the rim. With like four seconds left in the game clock, Wendell Green, three. No, it's at six. It was, it was, six. A, it was at like six. five or six. No, it was I, six seconds. That ball six went seconds up. left in the game clock. Wendell Green pulls a logo three. Now listen, I understand. I get it. If that if if that goes in, he's the hero. It's still a bad shot. But I mean, what an awful decision. I mean, that was it was a bad decision. That was not the play. That was not the design. I, I don't get it. I, I think that's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm going to throw it back to football here, where it's like, you know, Lane Kiffin goes for it on fourth and two on like the 25-yard line. And if they, you know, if they get it, they're in great position. But if they kick the field goal, they might win the game at the end of it. Wendell making that shot at the end of the game, like, that might be seen as like the greatest, like one of the great plays of the season if he hits that shot. Because he missed, he's almost like kind of scolded. For, he's well, he is going to be scolded for it. He has been scolded for it in a sense. 
just because he missed a shot. But if he makes it, I don't think people really scold him for it as it because it went in and I'm still Auburn still won the game. I would I would still say it's the best shot. It's like that Damian Lillard shot against oh, the Thunder. I would too. Playoffs. But, but like look at the Damian Lillard shot. Everyone's like, wow, what a great now it's game time. What a great play. Yeah, it's yeah. game time. Like that's the whole thing. But I mean everybody knows in a situation like that, it's a tie game. You're holding the ball, no shot clock, last possession. You gotta take it to the rim. I mean, if you get fouled, you get two free throws, just make one, you, you win the make game. One win the game. Yeah. And you got Walker Kessler who's got like twenty and twenty on the game. You got Potentially the number one draft pick, the ball should be in one of their hands. Oh, don't get me wrong, I agree. Or or Wendell should drive because we know how great of a finisher he is at the rim. Should drive and try and it, draw a foul or something. It was just head scratching, man. I I, I didn't get it. Uh, I I certainly don't believe that it was the play design, and um, you know you learn from it. Uh, at, at the end of the day, Auburn lost the ball game, and that's it. You're not you can't change anything. But uh, if you're gonna lose a ball game. Losing on the road to a very good Arkansas game and a crazy atmosphere that was Bud Walton Arena in overtime. Boys and girls, this team is still very much capable of a national championship. Do not push the panic button. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I don't think anyone's pushing the panic button on this team. I want to bring it back to that shot by Wendell just for one second. Um, which <laughs> shot was the only person? But go on. Which shot was worse, that one or the horse Spencer? <laughs> Almost game-winning three in the Elite Eight. I'm going to let Jake field this one. Because um, that's what it brought me back I, to. I, I will say the moment he took that shot, I went straight to Twitter, and I tweeted, Horace Spencer Elite Eight vibes. Yeah, I, I tweeted something along the lines of it, too. Um, that's exactly oh what I thought. I, I, I honestly, I don't know which one. Honestly, I think this one might be worse. I'm not going to lie. When because Horace Spencer got the ball, because I was a big you, Horace Spencer fan because I just loved how he played. I was like, when he took that three, I was like, please, please go get in. This will be the most funny thing ever to send over to the Final Four. That's what I'm saying. And it I looked – I thought he was going to bank it in. Yeah. That that was that – was, that's what I'm saying. That one play – like, Horace Spencer's three isn't is, – is, I guess, almost better than the window shot. Because if window goes in, he's made that kind of shot before. Horace has never made that kind of shot in his Act life. Act like you've been there, right? Yeah. It would have been the greatest thing ever if, like, it had almost a, a great meme moment had Horace Spencer made that. I think the fact that Wendell is so used to it, and plus he took the shot with six seconds yeah. compared to Horace who took it with, like, two or three on the clock. Yeah. Well, he, he had, like, one option. It was, like, pass, try and pass it to the corner out there or take it with, like, a second and a half, two seconds yeah. left. So. I mean, we, we've known this for a while before we pivot to – the women's basketball side of things, and we'll come back to men's preview of the Texas A&M game on the other side of the break. But, I mean, Auburn's just incapable of playing a normal game in anything. Oh, yeah. This is not new. That's just called Auburn it's Athletics. It's just Auburn sports. And that game on, on Tuesday, actually, Tuesday and Thursday nights, inside of, of Bud Walton Arena for Auburn sports, were just so Auburn it hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so on brand. It's it's hilarious, and it's actually sad that every every day for the past you know like ever, I've had to wake up and be like, please be normal on the internet today. Never <laughs> is. There is nothing like in the Auburn sports world that is normal. Nothing about it has yeah, ever been normal. Nothing about it will ever be. Normal. There's nothing you can do about it, I guess. But I mean, at the end of the day, Auburn lost to a very good Arkansas team on Tuesday. Let's just go ahead and leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, and, and there were bright spots. And once Zap Jasper comes back, I think that. I think that tomorrow should be no problem. Uh, and we're going to talk on the other side of the break about what college game day means for this tomorrow and what that means for that game and for this team this year. But I'm going to kind of pivot for a second over to women's basketball. Auburn lost at Arkansas last night and on a last-second game-winning layup after going into the fourth quarter up, I think, nine. And this team fought Jake team finds new ways to lose every single game. They're in every game. That's the problem. Is that they're like they have to have like that final five minutes. They have to finish. And it's something that Coach Harris has talked about before is this team's just inexperienced, especially when it comes to winning because of what had happened. Literally cannot act like they've been there before. Yeah. Because I mean, to be honest, in the SEC play they've won one game in the past two seasons. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to close a game out in SEC play. The the best game they've had, honestly, the past two seasons was that Tennessee game. Yeah, for oh for sure. And they that's because they played a complete and total game from the the tip to the final buzzer forty minutes later. 
it's, it's, I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore. Last, last night, I don't know if you saw the game, Jake. Auburn gets the ball back with 26 seconds or not, it's 25 seconds shot clock, right? It was something around there, yeah. It's, uh, it, shot clock's uh, off. Shot clock's off, yeah. Shot clock's off. And, and, and was it Kaye that was take was, was, was handling the ball? I, I don't know for sure. I was. I did, not, I did not watch the game, so I can't may have been Sanaya. I, I believe it was Sanaya Wells was handling the ball. Looks like they're setting up a play. I mean, I had, I'm sitting there going, I saw this movie two nights ago, in the men's game. And, and Auburn's got the opportunity. It's 66 to 66. They've got the opportunity to just feed. I mean, who are you feeding? Wait, isn't that the same score that I was for the men's game? Going into that, uh, going, going into overtime. Into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, I literally feel that's, like I, that's ironic. That's I feel like I'd ironic. seen this movie before. Yeah. So. Who are you feeding with 23 seconds left on the clock? Aisha Kulabali. Aisha Kulabali. So they hand the ball to Aisha, toss the ball to Aisha, who then fumbles the bag, for lack of a better term, goes down to the ball, jump ball, goes to the other end of the court, and Auburn looks like they're going to fend him off and play a good enough defense until to send it to overtime, and then, honestly, Arkansas probably wins this game in overtime anyways. It doesn't matter. This is following a Johnny Harris technical, by the way, which is electric. Um, You'd love to see it. I love to see Coach Jay getting teed up, just because, I mean, she's – Getting in people's face. Love to see it. Anyways, tip-in layup with – Arkansas puts in a tip-in layup with like 0.6 seconds left on the clock. 0.4 seconds left on the clock. And I'm dumbfounded because I, I just – I don't get it, man. I, 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 I love what Coach Jay's doing here at, at Auburn. I really do. And, and I, I'm, I'm still yeah, – last night I kind of got in a little Twitter banter with someone that said, Coach Jay's got to figure this out quickly, otherwise she's not cut out for the job. That's idiotic. Um, I'm just going to say there's going to be a big difference in this team from this, this year to season next year. to next year. Just because Coach Gay, will get, she's got, like I think it's a top 20 recruiting class coming in. I think the number 19 class in the country, I believe. Which is massive for this program. Correct. There's going to be a very large difference in terms of ability to finish because they're going to combine from what you already have on this team, and Aisha Koulibaly. Honestly, Scott Grisham should probably be back next year. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then you're adding just more talent along with it. I mean, it... It's, this program only can go up from here. I mean, you can see the foundation being laid down. You can see the direction that the program is setting it. Because a lot of all these games, they're not out of them. They're not getting blown out of the water outside of probably the LSU game. Uh, They've got to play Florida on Monday, which will probably not be close because Florida's a premier program. they got to play at South Carolina on Thursday, which that, that will be a blowout. blowout. Versus Georgia, probably another one because Georgia's another one of those premier Georgia, teams. Yeah. And then you get Ole Miss and Kentucky. Kentucky's a winnable game. They're really bad this year. And then don't be surprised if they win the first their first game in the SEC tournament. I, I think this is a very similar kind of feel to Bruce Pearl's first year. Very I mean, you, you, would, you would hope they would have more SEC wins by this point, like in terms of the league play. But if they can make some waves in the SEC tournament, win that first game, maybe win that second game if they get lucky or if they play well enough, I mean, you can see it having a real impact on what, this program does in the next season, um, just the same way that happened with Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I've been saying it all year. Coach Jay's first year is just like and almost identical to Bruce Pearl's first year because, if I'm not mistaken, I, I it might not be number one, but I think Bruce Pearl and Auburn led the country in like w- like single digit losses or five within five point losses, and the amount of like one score games and single digit losses this Auburn team has is unbelievable but that's what it takes to like bring the program around and stuff those close losses and eventually you'll start getting the close wins and then just bringing that program back and stuff and that recruiting class this coming year is going to help could not agree more guys we're talking Auburn women's basketball they'll be back in action on Monday at six o'clock p.m. right here at still named Auburn Arena that'll be the play for K pink game so Wear pink if you're going to that one. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. We'll be back. Uh, can, I, can I mention something about the Play for K thing? Yes. Um, for students that are planning to go to the game, Coach Jay will donate $2 for every student that goes, and Coach Starkey will donate a dollar for everyone that goes to that foundation as well. So pack it out. Basically is what we're trying to say here. For sure. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute PSA break, and we're going to talk a little bit of Auburn versus Texas A&M, some college game day, and I haven't even looked outside of Auburn Arena yet, and I'm kind of scared to. See you guys on the other side of this break. Drive safe, Alabama. That's, that's what I just learned in the past couple minutes, guys. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to TNT in the morning. 
Got about 30 more minutes left on the show today. So we were talking before we went to the break about Auburn women's basketball. We're going to pivot once again back to Auburn men's basketball. But like I said, uh, Jake kind of plugged, make sure if you're a student and you've got no plans, definitely go to the, the Florida game for women's basketball to, on Monday. I know it's Valentine's Day, so if you don't have a Valentine's Day date, um, it's just not a bad bad move. <laughs> or take your Valentine with you. Or take your Valentine with you. Um, oh, we need Dylan on this podcast today. <laughs> well, yeah, we're still you know. <laughs> Honestly, you're he's right. At, he's at work. He's at work. Um, you're right. You guys got Valentine's Day plans? I actually do. You do? Shockingly enough, I do. This is crazy. I'm learning about your drama on the radio. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, I'm going back home and stuff. I mean, there's like a girl I'm like, somewhat talking to, I guess you could say. But going to her place with some friends, it's her birthday's on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's cringe. So we're that's, going, that's I think, over there. That goes on. So this is sad news for all of our, our fans here in Auburn, Alabama. Thomas Lynn <laughs> is no longer the most eligible eligible bachelor in Lee County. Um, I'll still be eligible. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll keep that title. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. What about you, Jake? You got Valentine's Day plans? You believe I do. A little FaceTime action? A little FaceTime action with a long-distance girlfriend, you know. Yeah. She'll be here next week, so. Very nice. It'll be that's interesting. Fun. Celebrate a little late on that. Um but you know, so it's always nice to just even see her on Facetime every night. You know, it's nice. Yeah, I um, I don't know if Abby and I have plans. I should probably figure that one out. Um, I would assume you do. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. We we celebrated three years together on Wednesday, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I don't know. We it was really bad planning for us to decide to start dating right before Valentine's Day. What were you thinking? That was all you. That was always my fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I now, like, you, now you have to get two gifts. I like you to know tell, the rule of thumb. You gotta start. Right after. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I um I don't know. I like to tell people that it's that's her fault we started dating earlier, but I definitely was very interested and wanted to wanted to make things official. So I I'll I'll take the blame on this one. <laughs> I'll I'll stomach the blame. Let's talk some uh, some Auburn basketball again because this is just like fun things to talk about. Um let's see here. Do you have the Zimani or can one of you guys make it accessible quickly so we can take a look at the rundown for what college game days procedures are gonna be tomorrow? Uh, I know it should start around 10, right? Cause I think tip-off is at 11. I thought it started like 9 because they opened the doors to the public at, quote, 830. Uh, if I remember the last time that they were here, it was they let us in like two hours before. They're doing it slightly different because this one backs up to the game. Yeah. Let me check. I got the – I wonder how many times they actually have done a college game day where the game is right after. More than you think. You think so? Yeah, more than you think. I just don't recall any. Uh, especially – Especially like those right. Big Ten games that still play at noon for no reason. I have yeah. the information from the Auburn basketball SID, Mar- SID Marlene Naver. Marlene the GOAT. She's great. Um, so college game day airs at 10 a.m. Central Time. Um, and it's still going to be hosted by the usual cast. Um, other than that, like that's really the big deal. Is It goes from 10 right to 11, right to the game starts. They'll have a little halftime thing as well. It'll be kind of in one of the corners of the baselines. Yeah, so it's going to be wildly inconvenient to make your way through the lower level. Yeah, especially if you are a student going into the jungle or if you're going into the the backside for those, I guess, the lower level uh, seats down there as well. Right. Um, those cushion seats down there. Um, but for the most part, they'll be kind of tucked away in the corner um, right next to the Texas A&M bench. Interesting. Kind of puts pressure on Texas A&M, though. You got college game day right beside you while you're <laughs> hear, about to Hear play. everything you're saying. It's, it's um, either you guys planning on going? I'm gonna try to, yeah. I might. Um, I really don't know if I want to wait. I'll be in there one game. way or another. Uh, yeah, we know you get in, get in regardless of the camping situation. Found that one out during the Kentucky game. Not that I'm gonna throw you under the bus or anything, but I got in standing room for that game, just so you know. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. The, considering you weren't in standing room, especially considering you got out there like a. At one o'clock the day before. Yeah, I think that my plan is to try to do standing room this weekend for plan for students that are planning on going to the game tomorrow. Just my simple message: just be respectful of one another. It's 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 been kind of animalistic getting in line for these games, and and, and that's fine. It's all good for excitement and everything, but be respectful uh, toward one another because throwing people into like trash cans is just not civil. And um, we live in a society. I think people are inherently civil. Like they are. Um, I, th- I think that people can be, but uh, make sure, make sure, you're, like I said, you're respectful. Of everybody dress appropriately. I don't know what the weather's going to look like. I think we're going to get nice weather on it Saturday. Should, it should be fair. Yeah, I think so. Weekend. So um, yeah, maybe play some golf afterwards. I don't know. 
But um, yeah, that, that I might be the... down to do that instead of just watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely should be an exciting one inside of Auburn Arena, guys. What does what does Auburn need to do to get back in the win column? Which I all I think we all kind of believe to be a very feasible task. Um, even though A and M has had a very good season to this point, what does uh, what does Auburn need to get firing on all cylinders and really build momentum and restate its case that it's still a premier team in the in the country? Um, I think we can kind of like confirm and say confidently that Zeb Jasper will be back for this game. And if so, the thing I'm watching out for is see how Wendell Green and Katie Johnson bounce back and how they play uh, with Zeb leading the charge starting and stuff. And if I'm sure they won't take near as many shots as they've been taking if they just play more comfortably and like just in more of a flow with him back. I will say this, even though this is a home game for Auburn, this is still very much a trap game. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Buzz Williams, ever since Buzz Williams has been at Texas A&M, this has been a very tough team for Bruce Pearl to beat. Um, the, Never forget when uh, Auburn lost on senior night. Exactly. That's that's and what I was about to mention. Much worse A&M team. The, the last two times that Auburn really has lost inside Auburn Arena um, has been to this Texas A&M team and Buzz Williams. Um, I think this team is more talented than the teams they've had in the past, so they can obviously beat this team. Not a question. It's Zepp Jasser has to play. I think he has to be his normal self. He can't have that kind of lag. Um, from being you know, out for a few games, he kind of needs to pick up where he left off at. But I think also Wendell and KD need to get back to the way they were playing, which is playing their role and not trying to do something more than what they need to be doing. Thomas Lund? No, I'm, I agree 100% with that. I mean, this Texas A&M team is – it's one of those teams that are a lot better than what the record shows. They started off the SC really hot, then they've kind of like cooled down. But, I mean, they played some tough games against some really good teams. I think they only lost by just a little bit to Kentucky, played them really tough. So, this team is – they're going to be tough. They're going to be really good, and especially with Buzz Williams. I mean, what he did at Virginia Tech and now what he's bringing on to A&M, they're going to be a solid coach team. So, Auburn's going to have to find a way to get back rolling and stuff after having several – really close call games. So Auburn's going to need to be prepared for this game. They're going to need to come on better than they have the past three games, four games, really. Flat start's not going to cut it. Yes. Nope. And Auburn's had that. It's like each half, they'll they'll have a four-minute period in each half to where they just can't do anything. They'll turn the ball over, not make shots, and then that'll either the other team will make a run and get ahead or Auburn will be ahead by a lot in that other team. And we saw it with Alabama come back from like down 17 or 19 make cut a two-point game. game yeah. So, and it happens, you, if you watch and pay attention really closely, it happens every single game. So, they just got to watch out for that. Certainly agree with what you guys said. Guard play's got to improve, but I think I think when you throw in Zap Jasper, guard, guard play does improve. I think that when you play a weird little stint like what just happened, where you're not really prepared to be without your third man in that rotation, kind of throws a wrench in things. And I, I think Auburn kind of stumbled through that but made their way through okay. Walker Kessler's just... Uh, Needs to continue to be Walker Kessler. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to comment. Well, especially especially after the game he just played against Arkansas, right. like if he is able to do that, at least on a, almost like a bi-weekly game or a bi-gamely basis, like Auburn's in very good shape. I think you'd like to see improvement out of Dylan Cardwell. Uh, it feels like Dylan had the game of his life against Alabama and just, for lack of a better term, dipped. Uh, I, I, I thought he, he played fairly well against Arkansas. I thought he played um, fine. He he did what he needed to do. He didn't, didn't do anything more than that. He kind of just had he had one of his games. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, there's there's got to be some routine or regimen that, that Bruce Pearl and company have got to put Dylan Carwell on for improving his hands. You, you can't let go of the basketball and put it. He can't. He should never put the basketball on the floor. Nope. Uh, there's that too. So there's 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 reason for concern there, but I think it'll be fine. Leor Berman, what's the status on him? Do we know what's what's going on with Berman? I really don't. He had uh, that foot issue, I think it was, um, for I mean, probably the past a month almost. I thought he dressed I, out I, against I thought Arkansas. he dressed out against he Arkansas. Was I against thought Arkansas. him on the sideline. Maybe just slowly working him back into the rotation. Okay. Um, okay. And that may not have been the game for him to be back in. And let me let me add this as a little fun flavor tidbit. Uh, it would help Auburn tr- tremendously and drastically if – Alan Flanagan could figure out how to be returned to be Alan Flanagan. Yeah, he's had a really 
down season. He just hasn't got it. I mean, he's killed yet. his NBA draft stock this year. Oh, he, yeah. he just he hasn't been able to get back and into that groove, especially on the offensive end. And honestly, for the most part, on the defensive end as well. And that's one spot we kind of all expected him to be back and ready to be like just jump straight in and be right where he, the level he left off at. Right. Um, but, I mean, he's he's kind of dipped there a little bit as well. But, I mean, even even though he still has a lot of I know, draft footage in a sense, a draft stock still, I still think a team cha- takes a chance. I mean, they don't be in the first round anymore or even it might be late second round. But I, I still think that he's – He may not caliber. leave this year. No, that's, I don't, that's possible. I don't think that that is very possible. But, I mean, I th- he's still an NBA caliber player. I think two things regarding him. I think I wonder if last year – having really no point guard after Tyrell Jones left and Sharif Cooper not playing for the first half of the year. I wonder if Allen having like basically just completely switched positions, handle the ball more and stuff, kind of affected how he like normally plays at the shooting guard small forward position. And then the other thing is, which I think is the main reason why he's had somewhat of a down year, is he's not known for his shooting. He's known for his attacking the rim, driving well. When you got seven one Walker Kessler in the paint and Jabari <laughs> Smith six ten in the paint, it really clogs it. Yeah, and it, all the teams know Auburn's not like the twenty nineteen team where they're gonna live and die by the three. It's they're more of a attack the rim type team, so right. they're gonna clog the paint. Teams will play more zone, and it hurts a player like Allen Flanagan. But at the professional level, as we've talked about with Jabari, it's a lot easier to score because it's just man to man, no zone. You'll see zone pop up from time to time, but it's normally in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, still, it's still a more spaced out zone because yeah. there's no difference in three seconds. Well, speaking of filling space, we got to dedicate a little space to a two minute PSA break, and we'll Gosh, be back with that, with the push remainder the of the PSA yeah break. the pushing PSA break. We'll be back with the remainder of the show after this break. You're listening to Weagle ninety one point one FM and TNT in the morning. Don't go anywhere. Don't turn the dial. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Welcome back. TNT in the morning. I'm your host Harrison Tar. Joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy, and joined today per usual as by Jake Gonzalez. Gentlemen, last lock, last block of the show. English, good night. I'm having a day, aren't I? It's all right. This week has been a really long <laughs> been year. Been there, done that. You know, yeah. this week has been a really long year. It's been a quite the interesting week. It's been a it's been a crazy decade this past week. <laughs> it's just been crazy. Anyways, so welcome back to the show. Last block, like I said, and uh, guys, I mean, it's. It's 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 time to start taking an, an analytical look at at the fact that um, Diamond Sports are, have arrived and 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 thank Ooh, goodness let's go Diamond Sports found out yesterday that the Atlanta Braves World Series trophy will be traveling to Plainsman Park what as part of the tour March twenty uh, ninth March twenty ninth I believe yes I will be there <laughs> play who do we play it's not oh it's the weekend after Ole it Miss, is Jacksonville State hey. lit. I think that might be the game with uh, Greg that I go to that one. There you go. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, so I'm sure they'll have it out. You can take pictures with it and stuff. Yeah, I would. I, I presume really cool. something of that nature. Um, also, Auburn baseball next week has a booster of uh, event of some form where if you pay five dollars, my understanding is you can go take BP on the field. Um, I might. You can hit that. a dinger on the field. Yeah, I, 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 I assume it's like <laughs> I assume you get like probably three pitches, but like still. Yeah, that's I mean, worth I, it. Uh, I think that it's it's open to students. It's, it's, there's an inter squad game, and then uh, there's t-shirts and pizza, and then you can take BP on the field. That's what I've how I've understood. So, for five dollars. For five dollars. Sign me up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sign that's me all the way cool. up. I'm there. You got that, and then in April we got Top Golf coming to Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah, that's that, gonna be really. Neat. That's gonna be really, really cool. That's got to be like a two hundred dollar bay, it's, right? Uh, it's forty dollars, I think, per person. No it's way. It's a forty dollar like ticketed event. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or you can get like the VIP thing. Uh, then it gets up to like two hundred dollars. It's like one eighty five, but you yeah. get like premium access. So like, you get like a locker room stuff. tour, like all this. They give you like a lifetime Top membership to Top Golf. Yeah. I'm not, not sure what a Top Golf hat is, but it's, it's just like a hat. It's just Top Golf on it, maybe. I don't know. I'm that's thinking a top, like that's it's got to be really cool. Very cool. Very it might cool be stuff. Like, it's probably going to be Auburn branded too. That'd be. Yeah. But uh, Auburn baseball will start next week. They kick off their season or first pitch of their season is in Arlington, Texas, at um, uh, 11 o'clock. What's the name of the stadium? Uh, the Globe Life uh, Stadium. Globe Life Stadium. Thank you. Home 11 a.m. First pitch against Rangers. Oklahoma. Yes. Home of the Texas Rangers, who. Um, I think if they played Auburn, it'd probably be a good game after last year. Now playing Texas will be much better this year, but uh, Texas would still wipe the floor. Yeah, correct. Any professional organization <laughs> would beat the crap out of a college, college team. team. Yes, at any uh, level. But yeah. I, I digress. Auburn's got his hands full. Auburn baseball's got his hands full next week. What a, what a pool of teams that is! It's going to be a great tournament. 
And uh, Auburn softball, actually, going on a date this afternoon, guys. Never stop dating your, your best friend, by the way. Um, Abby and I are going to watch Auburn softball. Starts, starts off, off this afternoon. They'll, they'll take on Seton Hall at 2.30, St. John's at 5 o'clock, and then do the reverse order. St. John's at 2.30 tomorrow, Seton Hall at 5. So, Auburn fans, if you really want to like make a crazy weekend of it, there's a lot going on in Auburn. There is a oh, ton this crazy. weekend. There it's is. Tennis, too. I, uh, I, have the, I have the list. I like, think almost every saved. sport that could be playing in Auburn is playing in Auburn this week. So, we've got men's tennis uh, on Friday at 2, equestrian Friday at 2.30, softball Friday at 2.30, softball Friday at 5, gymnastics tonight at 8. We didn't even get a chance to talk about gymnastics Jeez. today. We were that busy. College game day, obviously, tomorrow. Men's basketball at 11. Equestrian again tomorrow at 11. Softball, 2.30 and 5. Men's tennis Sunday at noon. Softball Sunday at 12.30. And then men's tennis at 4 o'clock. If you are bored this weekend and you're an Auburn student, it's your own fault because you get into any of these for free. That's (laughs) almost, I think, the only one that's not in, I guess, in Auburn this weekend in terms of all the Auburn athletics is baseball because their season hasn't started yet. And, and then women's, women's basketball, basketball, which they play on when Monday. When they play on Monday, so practically they play this weekend. So, um, very busy weekend here on the Plains. Guys, I'm really excited to have Diamond Sports back. It's There's something about I'm, – I'm, I'm immensely looking forward to getting a hot dog, some sunflower seeds. Kicking back and relaxing. Kicking back and, and watching ball. Yeah. It's, it, it is, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being at the ballpark. Nope. Auburn was picked, I think, to finish dead last in the SEC or 12th in the SEC this year, right? I don't have the stats on that. Uh, I, th- I think I saw that earlier, but Shelby Lowe is absolutely preseason filthy. A preseason all-SEC team. A preseason all-SEC team. And it, Auburn likes to do this thing per usual where they just win games they don't belong in winning. So just go out to the ballpark. Go check it out. Jamie, Jamie Moore feels a lot of fun. Fun environment to go watch Auburn softball. Should be a lot of fun to be checking out Auburn baseball this year, especially with the addition behind the center left center field fence. Of new seating, it is BYO, whatever you want to BYO, in case you were curious. At baseball? At baseball. Yeah. No it, tickets it's, required. It's, it's like a whole new like kind of student section out there. Like, you know, they used to be like out behind that right, full, right field wall um, where they built that new like uh, hitting facility out there. Right. There used to be like those, uh, I don't know, like that, that porch seat yeah. basically. It's kind of that idea as well. But now this one doesn't require tickets. Yeah. And it's BYO, uh, food, um, drink, whatever that may entail. Very similar to kind of like that whole parking deck vibe with mm-hmm. the okay. the points with like but actual actual seats. Oh, there yeah. are so, seats. Okay. Yes, I didn't know if they're going like the Padres where they got the outfield where you bring a towel. It, is it? I'm pretty sure that's only for students, correct? Correct. Yeah. That's cool. They may I'm require. They, they may require like your student like it may require a student ID, but for the most part, it should be free to get into. I'll, we'll look into that. And we'll we'll let everybody know that's listening to TNT in the morning. Yeah. We'll let the we'll let you know finalized next week before uh, Auburn returns right. to Plainsford yeah. Park. Exactly. Let's let's uh let's do a little let's do a little pickums. What do you guys think? Already got mine pulled up. I'm ready for, for it for SEC play. Oh yeah. You know how we roll, especially when Auburn plays at the top of the lineup. Just makes it easier to start at the bottom, work to the top. So we're gonna start at the 7:30 slot on ES. Uh, excuse me, SEC Network. You can get into Mizzou Arena in Columbia, Missouri for t- tickets as low as twelve dollars. The Ole Miss Rebs are gonna take on the Missouri Tigers. I like Mizzou in this one. I kind of like Mizzou by a lot. Yeah, Ole Miss almost got the upset against Bama, but, I mean, giving Jaden Shock for 30 points, giving up like 97 is just not going to do it. They're out without their starting port guard, Deshaun Ruffin, so I'm going to go Mizzou, too, in this one. I know I said on the Hardwood Hoop on Wednesday that I love Kermit Davis, the one three one, and went with the Ole Miss Rebels, but uh, Deshaun Ruffin will be out of this game, so I will be going with Missouri. Finally, Jake taking someone not old Miss. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the one three one. I'm Moving sorry. up to the seven o'clock time slot on ESPN two. You can also get into this game for twelve dollars at Pete Maravich Assembly Center. Interesting. That's uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs will travel to LSU down in Baton Rouge. Take on the Tigers, and I kind of like Mississippi State in this one. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. LSU just hasn't been up to par this year where they're supposed to be. But I think with Tournament play right around the corner. They're going to pick up ball a little bit, and so I'm going to go with LSU on this. Uh, I'm going to go with LSU uh, in this game. They're playing at home. They're usually a stronger team at home, and I mean, I just well, Will Raid will right the ship there. They'll get some wins here and get on the right track. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Moving up to the five o'clock time slot on ES uh, SEC Network. Excuse me, I keep trying to say ESPN Network, which would be yeah, Network Network, but whatever. This game's at 5 o'clock. Vanderbilt is going to travel to number 19, Tennessee. That's at Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville. You can get into that game for $9. 
and I like the Vols a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got Vols 15-plus in this one. I've got the Vols as well. There we go. I think we all agree on this one. Next game, sneaky matchup. University of Florida is going to travel to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky to take on the number 5 Kentucky Wildcats. Tickets for that game start at 68 bucks. It's on ESPN at 3 o'clock. I like the Cats, but sneaky trap game, especially if they're all watching Auburn on the Jumbotron. Yeah, I mean, Florida, they are sneaky. I mean, they're right on the bubble making the tournament or not. But with Colin Castleton coming back, that does help them out. But I got Kentucky winning this one by a good bit. Yeah, I like the Cats in this one. Uh, Kentucky's playing like one of the best teams in the country um, right now. They've been on it ever since they lost to Auburn. Um, Oscar Toshibwe is just going to dominate the paint like he always does. I don't so think Colin, Colin Castleton can stand up to that. Give me Kentucky by 10. Fair enough. Moving up to the 1 o'clock time slot on SEC Network, you can get into this ball game at Stegman Coliseum for $5 if you want to watch the South Carolina Gamecocks beat the living lights out of the University of Georgia Bulldogs, be my guess. You cannot give me $5 to go to this game, <laughs> but I'm going to go South Carolina on this one. You could give me $5 to go to this game. I really like Frank Martin. I love what he does with South Carolina. Give me South Carolina. And you like $5. I do love $5. There it is $5. There you go. Moving up to the 11 a.m. time slot, everybody's favorite time slot for everything because this is something that should happen. SEC Network tickets as low as $22 at Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. Arkansas will travel to Alabama, and I think they will tr- take down the tide inside of the airplane hangar. Uh, yeah, Arkansas is just on a hot streak, especially after beating Auburn. Just can't get their heads too hot. But, yeah, I'm going to go with them on this one. I mean, Alabama could fall to 15-10 and 10 already, 10 losses. Arkansas is a top 15 in this country. No matter if they don't have that little number next to their name right now, Arkansas is a very good basketball team. They will take down Alabama inside Coleman Coliseum. I think they're going to do it big. Give me, give me them by 15. I like, I, like, I like the Hogs by 15, too. I like Ooh. them a lot. I think it's going to be close. Lot. Now, here's a, here's a game I don't know if you guys have heard about. At 11 a.m. on ESPN, this game is going to have college game day at Auburn Arena, soon to be Neville Arena. We'll have to talk about that a little bit next week. You can get in the doors if you have 366 bucks to blow per seat. <laughs> Texas A&M is going to take on the number one, which might be the last time we get to say that for this regular season, number one Auburn Tigers. In, uh, A&M will be on the road. Auburn will have the home advantage. Welcome to the jungle. I like the Tigers. I like the Tigers by a lot. Uh, you, not only are you playing Auburn, you're playing Auburn when they're PO'd. Yeah. I mean, this is a bad time to be Texas A&M playing Auburn when they just got their first loss in SEC play. I got, I'm going to go Auburn a lot. you got college game day there. you got a lot of hype. And Zepp Jesper coming back, so team's going to be ready. All right, Jake, round us out. All right. People aren't going to like me for this. Buzz Williams and what Texas A&M has been able to do inside Auburn Arena in the past few seasons, I think Buzz Williams and that Texas A&M team is going to be very prepared coming to Auburn Arena. They're not going to be scared of the noise from the jungle, and I think they will take out a they will squeak out a win. There's your take. You heard Jake Gonzalez trying not to make sure, trying to make sure that we didn't go Auburn around the table because that's a superstition he has. I'm just going to go off on a limb on that one. Thank you guys so much for listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy and today by Jake Gonzalez. Had Brooks Walton on earlier. What an awesome show. Good adventure. See you guys same place, same time next week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.